CBS Monday. NCIS! Here's where we can see them. NCIS and NCIS Hawaii return with all new cases. Double tap to the chest, one to the head. These guys are professionals. All new criminals. Finally, finally, they got here. Walk in the paradise. And all new crimes to be solved. If you're watching this, I've been arrested. What are the charges? Just one. Murder. New NCIS and NCIS Hawaii. Monday, starting at 9, 8 central on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. How about a little instant analysis for you? Yes, it's the State of Combat podcast on CBS Sports. Minutes removed in Las Vegas from an absolutely wild UFC 248 card that saw us go to the highs of a women's strawweight championship classic to the lows of a heavily booed and bizarre main event. So much to break down the Brian Campbell, of course. The voice that you hear, I'm in my damn hotel room bed and joining me on the Skype machine from his new house in Connecticut. Brandon, if it's 3 a.m., you must be lonely. I think we just moved the clocks forward. Uh, Wow, bro. Brandon Wise, are you with me? I am with you, BC. As long as your pants are still on, that's all I'm co- I'm concerned about at this point. I, you You're in bed. You need to know what I'm wearing underneath this Skype cam. All right, Brandon Wise, uh, we're not going to waste any time. Hopefully everybody enjoyed our coverage this week, but they want to hear our thoughts on what was a weird middleweight main event. I was the guy banging that drum, Brandon Wise, for months saying this could be your fight of the year. This has the potential to be a violent, all-action classic. Let me bang with somebody. Let somebody stand up and bang with me. Nobody banged at all. It was a survive and advance weird unanimous decision as Israel Adesanya makes the first defense of his 185 crown against the tireless, ageless wonder 42-year-old Yoel Romero. Brandon, I want to start off like this. I scored the fight three rounds to two for my guy Romero, but you cannot have any issue with Adesanya winning this fight. Was there flashes of brilliance from Yoel Romero? Yes. In fact, if we're going to bring in Max Kellerman here, I thought Romero won the story of the fight. What does that mean? He successfully disarmed arguably the best and most explosive and dynamic striker in the UFC today in Israel Adesanya made him fight the fight. He didn't want to uh, silenced him, exposed him in certain ways, but typical to Romero's history. Brandon left that back door open, did not do enough. So while I loved him, like at, at the round three point, I'm tweeting out that, wow, this guy's painting his masterpiece. Like they're booing it. They don't realize the art that's going on. That art went away, bro. It's time to cut off your ear, Van Gogh, because um, you you left it on the table. And you hate to see that, Brandon. Adesanya wins, but far from impressively. Yeah, I mean, this fight, you, you got me more hype for this fight than I think any other fight. Like, 
I wasn't really feeling this coming in, but you had like really sold me on this being like, dude, this is going to blow your mind. Yes. Like these yes. two guys are just going to go and bang. And I have I was a like, phoner thinking about my, how much I had a phoner thinking about this fight. <laughs> you know what? I'm rock hard right now with emotion. That has become flaccid, Brandon. Keep going. Yeah, and I was just like, you know what? All right, like I'm into it now. You know, like to me, this was just like another pay per view, like a mid tier pay per view that UFC, like uh, in between pay per view, as you would say, getting ready for Tony Habib next month, just like a filler, you know. And you sold me on this being like a huge thing, and and that first round comes out, and Yoel does the whole just protecting his face, just standing there waiting, just like, come on, dare you? I dare you to come try and strike with me. And Izzy didn't want to do it. He didn't take the bait. He was smart. Yoel tried. Brandon, we Izzy was smarter there, man. You're right. We, you know, we, and I'm, I'm not cutting you off. For good. I'm just saying, you know what we overlooked? The fact that two counterpunchers and neither one wants to take the lead. No one can bang when it's like that. We can't bang, all right? It was, it was Thompson Woodley too, man. That's what it was. Wow. Wow, wow. And let's it not was just it, it was chess. They both wanted to wait and the opportunities were not there for either for two two or three rounds until until Adesanya decided, all right, I'm just gonna take I'm gonna take your, your cat your hamstring away from you and make sure you can't walk tomorrow. So that's the credit Adesanya gets from me. He made a championship adjustment, which was on my card, he's down two rounds to zero. And he basically still did the minimum, Brandon. Let's not give him too much credit. But he realized activity was going to be enough to sway the judges. He d- created multiple welts on the leg, lead leg of Romero. But you know what? In the end, he didn't ever hurt Romero. I, I, did he ever land a significant strike to the face of Romero? I'm not even sure outside of some, you know, well-timed counter jabs. But again, it's Yoel Romero's fault, Brandon. All you have to do is look at what was... Really, the key moment of this fight, right? The reason why Adesanya went disarmed for that long was because in round one, yes, Romero opened with the weird turtle shell, Joe Frazier, George Foreman stuff, but when he landed the most telling blow of the fight, that counter-looping left hand right on Izzy's left eye, I mean, not only was Izzy hurt, he winced, he took a step back, he's blinking a million times. That was such a symbolic punch because it, it, again, to quote Max Kellerman here, I don't know why I'm quoting him so much. He disciplined Romero in that moment. He disciplined him and said, if you try to be Romero and do style bender stuff, bro, I don't come here to win scorecards. I come here to knock you out. I will knock you out. But on that quick flip side, Brandon, you take the credit right back from Romero for not even following up one time in the next 30 seconds when Adesanya was visibly hurt. His vision was destructed. I mean, Brandon, that's when you shoot for the takedown. That's when you try the dramatic spinning cartwheel kick. Like, those, that's the moment you've got a guy wounded. I hate to say this, and I hate to judge it stereotypically as a Cuban thing, right? But Cuban boxers at the highest level, Arislandi Lara against Canelo, they, they, they get too high on their own artistry. And it's more to them about playing beautiful music and being able to say I beat you than doing enough to convince everybody else. I'm sure Yoel Romero in his mind, you saw that that inspirational video he did with ESPN's Phil Murphy where he's like, go. Well, that video started with him like almost on the verge of tears remembering how one time Joe Frazier 
defy the odds and beat Muhammad Ali in their, you know, in their trilogy. And it's like, I'm sure he was living that when he raised his arms at the end of round five and was like, I did it, bro. You didn't do it. This is combat sports on the pay-per-view level. You didn't seal the deal. You cannot. Brandon, if anybody shouldn't leave it in the judge's hands, it's the guy who took this fight with a one in three record in his last four only because the judges couldn't hear his version of Jimmy. So I hate to say this because, Yoel, bro, I freaking love you. I love you. See you soon, boy. No, that's the thing. We're never going to see you soon on this level. It's over for Yoel Romero at this level, Brandon. And he had flashes of brilliance that told you he could do this, right? That told you this was possible. He disarmed the style bender, but he deserves to lose in the end. Yeah, and man, I don't even understand what the hell happened at the end of round five, to be honest with you. Like, what was that? Like, did I, I understand I'll if you really you, think you there. won the fight, but like literally pounding your chest with time still remaining on the clock and trying to throw punches and just being like showboating to the showboater? Like, dude, you're better than that. Like, well, you, you clearly weren't in control of the fight. Like, if anything, you might have been – it was 2-2 in the going into the fifth, right? Like, I thought he won the Nobody fifth. in your corner was telling you that it, it, you you were not clearly ahead. But but can you give him this credit? I don't know how you scored it round by round. I gave him one, two, and five. I thought he won round five. It was the only round that he became the aggressor. He landed big left hands. Uh, but, you know, you saw in his eyes. Brandon, the fact that he started talking trash – to Paulo Costa at cage side before the decision was announced. The fact that Yoel tried to exit the cage, I don't know if the cameras caught it, and security had to drag him back while simultaneously Costa jumped the, jumped the railing and had to be sent to the back by security. Yoel thought he had done it. And that's where you just feel for the guy because at a, at a certain point, he just doesn't get it, Brandon. Yeah, and to go back to your your whole thing about like the Cuban fighters, I mean Guillermo Rigondeaux is part of that too. Like they all just, I, I don't know what it is, man. Like that dude has such crazy finishing power, and yet he never follows up on his punches. Like it's the weirdest thing. Like does he just throw so much energy into that first punch that he has nothing left or is completely off balance to throw count like extra? Well, normally he's much busier and yes, normally so he never like takes the lead in attacks, but he typically does so many crazy counter flurries that he'll gas himself out for long stretches. But I mean this was just a totally different fight. I went back and watched that Costa one the other night and he fought with his hands down like almost the whole fight, like switching stances doing crazy stuff. This was a focused game plan. And again, he succeeded in disarming Adesanya, so he did a lot right. Brandon, his defense was off the chain. But the, no, 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 hear me out. He was willing to eat the leg kicks. He was, he said, I'm going to eat them. That's fine. But, Brandon, um, when was the last time you saw a high level MMA fight where defense was a part of the scoring? You know, like in boxing, I think sometimes, Damage gets voted, gets uh, judged too well. In MMA, it's freaking all about damage, seemingly. Again, how do you not know when you went through it twice with Bobby Witt, Bobby Knuckles? You know, you went through it with that Brazilian centerfold, Paulo Costa. 
You should have learned your lesson, bro. I know what it is with the cute Brandon. They are so damn skillful, the Cubans, at boxing. And in what we learned this time, I didn't even know that Yuel's brother is Juan Pablo Hernandez, or I'm butchering the guy's name, but the former boxing cruiserweight champion, his whole family are Sando amateur Cuban boxers. They think that what they're doing, and largely they're right, is a step up, a higher level, a total, like top shelf Amer- uh, New England double IPA. You know what I'm saying? You, you, now you know what I'm saying. That's what they think it is. The problem is these judges drink Miller Light, Brandon. They drink Coors Light, and they want to see blood. They want to see damage. And damn, I don't. You know, I might be sounding like Romero super fan, but when you cover a fight so closely and you're there on the ground and you're interviewing these guys multiple times you know their stories I'm sad for Yoel Romero that Brandon four times to the podium in a middleweight title fight he comes out 0-4 in the end with four disputed decisions two times missed weight a few times maybe cheating in between and could come back out with a gift to get this fight. This fight was a gift that he received it. It was my gift. I opened it up on Christmas morning with a phoner, okay? It was my gift. But this was a gift that he said came from God. And he's out there trying to paint a mess. Bro, MMA is not about art. MMA is about smashing skulls. (laughs) You gotta let your hands go. I mean, have you ever seen a fight in which a guy won the first round with one punch and won the second round with two punches? No, this was cir- bizarre circus theater. I do think the crowd, as typical for MMA, UFC crowd on the pay-per-view level, way too quick to boo. You know, like down the stretch, you want to boo, but Brandon, like, did you feel through the TV what we felt the first two to three rounds, Rick Cage side, which is the tension is insane because one of these times Adesanya is going to commit to a finishing shot. And Romero is going to counter the ish out of him. Was that palpable through the screen or were you turning your cell phone on like everybody in the crowd trying to make like, uh, you know, whatever, a light, like, like it's a light show, like a light bright. It ain't light bright, bro. Okay. Well, so cut me off I, here. Cause I'm banging right now. <laughs> I personally was neck deep in a Yoana Yon Jacek and Wei Li Zhang edits. So I wasn't as focused for that first round, but I also did notice like, it was tension-filled. The first round was tension-filled. After that, it was more like, all right, what are we doing here? Like, are we really just waiting for the other person to make a move, or are we going to actually, like, try to fight each other? Dude, I mean, you know it's bad when the referee is the guy being like, hey, give these judges something to score, because that's what Dan Mergliata told them in, in round before round four. Like, that's not good. That's what happened with Stephen Thompson and Tyron Woodley. I hate to keep going back to that, but it's like that's the kind of fight that they gave us with their strategies. And I understand what you're saying about how he was painting his masterpiece and he disarmed Izzy. But, man, you can't say that he really disarmed him when he's not throwing punches. Like he threw, like you said, he threw three punches in the first two rounds. Like, come on. You can't say he really did anything. He just didn't attack. And Izzy, being the smart fighter that he is, was not going to give him the opportunity to counter-strike. So it's like, I understand you thinking that he disarmed him, but it's also the strategy from Izzy's team and from um, City Kickboxing to be like, 
no, why would why the hell would we give the counter striker that much of an opportunity to knock us out? Like, I, it was a bad fight, man. And Dana White even said that much, said as much at the press conference. He said that fight sucked. He he now under, he said he now understands why the the matchmakers didn't understand why they wanted why they were going to make this fight, <laughs> and that they should have waited for Paulo Costa to get to get healthy before we actually having an easy fight. acquired audio of Dana talking to both fighters in the cage after the fight. Brandon, you guys want to go back and be a fucking bartender, a uh, short order cook, a fucking scientist? If that's what you really want to be, then go for it. So you want to be an ultimate fighter, Brandon. Wow. <laughs> tough, tough take there by Dana, but you get it. Um, look, maybe I got a little too drunk on the idea of like storybook Captain America, Randy Couture 2.0. Yo, Romero is going to steal our hearts, but it was there. It was there for him, and he only has him to blame. And can we give uh, the Stylebender a little credit for his takedown defense? Because he adjusted quick to that. Uh, I was surprised Romero went there because – the more research I did, he's never been a wrestler in the UFC. I mean, the guy's completely punted on his, you know, potentially his greatest skill, although obviously his evolution as a boxer has been sick. But, um, but, but he's got after the, whole the game. eye poke, so after that eye poke that he got, that I still am not completely sure that actually happened. I thought it was more of Yoel looking for rest. <laughs> oh, this is but, that, that was old school trolling from Yoel. He, he called the doctor in with a smile on his face. Like he's totally like milk in the system. But after he gets that happen, I don't know if somebody told him something, but he was just like, all right, let me see if this kid can actually wrestle with me. And he shot immediately for that takedown and tried to follow it with a punch. Izzy got right back up. And that's kind of where I was like, all right, I don't think you has got this anymore. Like if he's really trying to, to pull out the old tricks and wrestle with this kid and he can't hold him down as the Olympic silver medalist, like – Man, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if the 42-year-old slash 52-year-old still got it. Good God, he's ripped, though. I'll tell you that much. Um, Bathing so in HGH. What? Here's what's interesting. So, you know, I, I did uh, – inst- I did uh, before this instant analysis, even in more instantaneous, I jumped on CBS Sports HQ. And Eric Costelius, you know that well-tanned uh, evening host they have down there at the HQ headquarters, asked me, you know, essentially, do we put blame on Adesanya from the standpoint of – um, you know, you had this night that, you know, even people like me were maybe overblowing and saying, look, you know, he knocks out Romero. There's like, that's like superstardom. Like this could be that card we look back on and be like, oh my God, remember that time he just destroyed him? Obviously, this is a step back or, or lateral step for Adesanya from that point of view. You didn't hit a home run. You don't leave here going, I have to see more of Adesanya. But do you believe that this was the the, the smartest play? So in reality, this shows his full brilliance because he figured an avenue to, to 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 win with the least amount of exertion possible and and still stayed out of danger so i would say that one you don't knock out Yoel Romero because he doesn't give you the opportunities to <laughs> like i mean you even said it like his defense in this fight was like just turtle up and act like joe frazier in the in the muhammad ali fight and at different points he literally just put both arms across his face like just saying, no, you're not going to hit me here. So there was no opportunity for him to get knocked out. And I think I mentioned it to you during the fight. I was like, dude, Izzy's not taking any damage in this fight. He's kind of just wearing himself out, just pacing around with cardio, which is easy to fix for in a couple of months. 
dude, polish this man up and throw him in, on the Perth card in, in Australia at 251 in June. If Costa's ready, man, make that fight. Make that will. the main event. They probably will. We know Adesanya's not afraid on quick turnarounds. Good, he'll fight anybody, dude. That guy will fight anybody. Brandon, he is like what we need. If you're just straight fan, forget journalism and all that. I don't even know what that is, Brandon. But uh, if just from being a straight fan, like you kind like the dude's got everything. Like this is the guy you want in this spot. He's he talks trash. I mean, he does it all. He's got it all. But I, I'm kind of talking myself into the idea that that you're right. Like this is the that was the smartest strategy. Just be like, okay, you want to fight like an a hole? I'm gonna let you, but I'm still gonna beat you without without taking anything in return. Um. You know, he may not have lost as much mystique as I thought in this fight. You definitely, you know, lost the casuals who came to see him get a KO and didn't understand what they saw. But uh, it's March, man. It's survive in advance. It's exactly what he did. That's I mean, what else are you going to say about it? It's exactly what he did. What what a corporate shill you are. What Amazing. It? Oh, the CBS Sports. Yeah, check out on CBS, Brandon, the tournament. When does it start? <laughs> Selection Sunday is uh, next Sunday, by the way, March 15th. Okay, thank you. Yeah, so there's college people all over. There's some college tournaments this week, a lot of Lobos gear all around. What the hell is a Lobo, Brandon? It's, it's the New Mexico mascot. Yeah, but, like, what is it? A bull? It's a it's, – no, it's a wolf. Oh, all right. I don't, I, see, I don't know that. I'm from Connecticut. We we uh, pay high gas prices and uh, and count our money, apparently. You know, no, I'm from – Gas is not that high up here. What are you talking about? See, here's the thing. I have this stigma, Brandon, that people look at, oh, this is from Connecticut. Oh, BC must be some, you know, trust fund blowhard. Bro, I'm from Dirt Scrabble, Connecticut, all right? I'm from the <laughs> uh, the, the the factory mill town, okay? So just believe that, all right? Now, Brandon, you're part of that that greater area as well. So, uh, yeah. Can we that, the actual, no, like, that Boca's going to wash off fight. so soon, bro. The Boca's just going to wash right off you. All right. <laughs> Shout out to Keith Byers. All right, Brandon. Um, So that's what's going to be next. And Adesanya cost is a hell of a fight. Uh, I mean, this you know it only gets better from here. That's where Adesanya's going. I have one question for you on him, and then I'm going to talk about Romero. Uh, how many more middleweight title defenses before he either lures Jones or does something insane like go to heavyweight? I mean, what's left besides Costa? Like, Cannoneer and Whitaker still need to fight. They could sell a Till fight. I mean, there's personality there, you know. You're gonna really do this again with Till? We're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna just push his ass up to the fucking to the title whoa, fight. Whoa, bro! The, after dark, it's loose in these parts. Wow. Uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. All right. Like Till. Like seriously though, like Till is not earned a title fight, right? I'm not saying like next. I'm just in general. I'm trying to, you know, I'm mapping out the territory for you. To me, it's it's one more before he go. He tries to get Jones for a light heavyweight title fight. All right, now for Romero, um, what, what what's gonna happen next, Brandon? I mean, he's probably gonna fight another nine times for all we know. But but uh, <laughs> he's ten fights left. Yeah, I mean, so uh, give me a good give me a good fight that would make sense. Jacare rematch. <laughs> Oh, no, please no. Um, Weidman rematch? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rockhold rematch. No, 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 no. I, I mean, that's the problem, man. He's 42. Like, what? Like, what? And he's fought four times now for a title. What is there left to prove? I have he's an answer, Brandon. I have an answer. Okay. Um... 
Andy. Okay, Andy is my answer. All right, all right. I know Dana's not going to love that. I know no, you're not going to love that, but that's my answer. I love it. I love it, man. Brandon, give me a <laughs> no, no. <laughs> give me Anderson Silva against Joel Romero, bro. I mean, I'm not sending him to the slaughter. He 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 nearly exposed Stylebender. That's a Bellator fight, and you know it. <laughs> All right. Uh, how many faces the winner of Shogun Little Knock Eight? Right. <laughs> and light heavyweight. Yeah, yeah. All right. Let's let's move on, Brandon. Uh, this co-main event. Uh, thank, can we say thank you to the ladies of the one one five division all time, Brandon, from the start in twenty fourteen. Even shout out to their early fights in Evicta. These 115 pound women, Brandon, have been rocking our world for a long time. Um, and then tonight happened. The greatest fight in women's female MMA history. All right. I can't say that because I don't. Did you say women's female? <laughs> <laughs> I can't say that because I didn't watch some of those other organizations. Certainly, Brandon, Wei Li Zhang in her first title defense, split decision over Yuan Young Jacek. Uh, we just say it now. This is the greatest women's fight, female women's fight in UFC history. Uh, Brandon, it really, it legitimately might be a top three greatest fight of all time. Am I going too far? I mean, tell me if I'm going too far, but that was some brutal ish brutal, bro. I mean, I, I said it to you guys in the slack room and I was just kind of like throwing it out there and I guess everybody agreed that that was like a mate, like one of the best fights they've ever seen. Um, it's definitely the best women's fight in MMA history that I've seen. Um, it's got to be at least top five all time, right? Like, it, it, it feels like be. a knee jerk reaction to say that, but it's also just like, dude, they threw everything at each other for five rounds with incredible volume. The one of the stat researchers for for UFC said they combined to land 351 strikes, which is the third most in any UFC fight in history. Yikes! Like um, the pace, and you look at the two, and you look at the two of them after the fight, and it's just like you know they just went through hell. The pace and, and the damage was was at. I mean, not even a ten out of a ten. It was like a thirty-eight out of a ten. The pace and the damage combined. I mean, that's some humbling-ish. Like, again, seriously, forget any jokes. Like, these two women, like, this was life and death. I mean, it 100% was like life and death. And I think people are going to underrate this historically, Brandon, because it's the kind you're not – I don't think you'd ever watch it again. You know what I'm saying? Like, you wouldn't go out of your way to rewatch this fight. Or at least I wouldn't watching from six feet away – because it's so damn brutal compared to other ones that are considered in this conversation of greatest of all time, right? Like Schindler's List won the Oscar. You're not going to watch that, Brandon. Like you, no one buys that DVD. It's like, well, I got I to gotta check in and rewatch this every six months. Same ending, Brandon. Okay. Like See, that, that's an interesting take, though, because on TV, it didn't come across that brutal, I guess. Like obviously the, the, the giant hematoma that Joanna suffered in that fight was gross and people were like what is this but it didn't feel like there was a point like you kept telling me like i really hope that these girls get to the hospital as soon as they can because 
you were worried that somebody might be seriously injured that we just aren't seeing in well, real time. I mean, especially from Ioana's comments in that interview to be like, uh, my head hurts so bad and, and giving a detailed breakdown of when her head started hurting and she has a, I mean, a, a grotesquely swollen forehead. Like, yes, break out all the Star Star Trek memes and all the horrible stuff, but it looked that ridiculous. Um how they didn't just get her an ambulance. I mean, she was taking pictures with fans after she, I mean, like they got to just like, I've seen too many deaths in boxing, not to be like riddled with fear. I mean, obviously look, I was sitting front row. Uh, the, I think both these women got us as fans and journalists, like hella in, in, invested in their stories and the expectations for this fight. It hit me when I interviewed Dave, uh, Dana White on Friday and people were asking him his, fight that he wants to see this weekend the most his reaction to this fight with like like talking about it like he already already gotten word it was going to be Gotti Ward you know what I mean like like somebody in the future came that in a DeLorean and was like dude like this is going to be the best fight of all time like get fired up that's how much he was into it and uh like damn dude damn but because you didn't have crazy ebbs and flows because it was just Two trains colliding over and over and over again. I think that it, it lost some potential character that we look at in great fights when there's constant, you know, giant momentum swings. Nobody really went down, but again, just stubbornly accepting damage from each other. And you know what the crazy thing is? There were swerves where you thought it was going to be a major ebb, right? Like you, th- like at the end of round one, when Yuana's getting lit up with power shots, we're all like, she's, she cannot survive. Like, she's going to get knocked out in the next round. She can't trade, and that's all she was doing against a heavier puncher. And then, I don't know if you realize, Brandon, at the end of round two, it looked like Weili Zhang's face was about to fall apart. And in round three, it looked like her gas tank had never, ever, ever, ever been tested on that level before, and yet she never broke. I mean, Yuana should have stopped the fight before round five, dude. Like, then the corner should like. There's a lot of things that could have happened, Brandon, to prevent even more. Yet Yuana, like, had an argument to win this fight. Like, that's crazy that she fought through that. Like, I'm humbled, man. That's why I was so nervous down the stretch because I was so into this fight beforehand, and then you're that close and you see the damage acquiring on their legs too. I mean, this is just one where where I'm just going to sit here and talk in a circle until you cut me off because I'm just blown away at the heart that's shown in this fight. Like the the well, willingness to risk it all. Brandon, you and I talk about hashtag risk it all a lot. All right. Well, only when me want to make it. Good. But, um, dude, they poured the jug out and they poured it out early. You're going to have to kill yeah. them. I mean, and the scorecards reflected that, too. Right. Like the fact that it was two one to Wei Lee and they were both. Um, three to two, right? Like that means that the whole fight was just a toss-up, and that another set of judges might have given that to Joanna. And like, that's the craziest thing. That's I. I mean, I even said that after the fight. I was like, just give them both belts. Like, they both deserve to have something for this fight, other than brain damage. I, I, <laughs> look, dude, they're, I, I'm gonna say it right now, they're never going to be the same again after this fight. How you know you couldn't, you couldn't, Brandon. You know, it, it may take a long time to, to learn that. I'm not saying both are going to be washed tomorrow, but um, I mean, that it's so rare, Brandon, that you match two people at the exact same time with that level of heart and care. 
Like, I don't care how great you are as a fighter and how many title defenses you've had in the UFC. Some guys just aren't built for that ish. And if they're not, you know, and when you have two of them against each other, one's the current champion who might be a giant star down the road. And the other is a giant star who once was, but is back. They, it was a perfect storm. It was, it was, it was a perfect storm of, um, People that were not afraid to die in that in that cage. I'm saying that. I'm telling you, it was it was life or death. Did this not tell you what you needed to know about Wei Li though? Because everybody's questions about this going into this fight was, what would Wei Li look like in the deep in the deep waters against somebody like like Joanna who has the experience and has been there so many times and just knows how to get you there? Like in those first couple of rounds, Joanna was landing good. Right, like she landed that that opening right hand in the first round that turned your Whaley's chin, and you're kind of like, "Whoa, you didn't think you want to have that kind of power." And then Whaley kind of turned the tables a little bit, and she starts landing really strong. Where you're like, "Is Yuana going to survive this kind of like onslaught in the first two rounds here?" When Whaley's showing you how much power she has and how much she's able to just take apart Yuana in these big striking exchanges. Because Yoana, for all she she's worth, she doesn't get knocked out, but she takes so much damage, man. Like that's the thing about her, and 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 I understand why you were so concerned about her going in, in that final round. It's like her career has just been these kind of fights, and she never gets knocked out. She doesn't get oh, like, she doesn't get dropped. She just takes this damage, and that's why she's getting these more and more hematomas on her face. Oh, it's, it's, it's like scary as hell, and she has to be insanely tough to be able to do that. This was her 14th fight, 10th title bout in 14 fights, and this is the 7th that went the full five-round distance. That's mileage, bro. But at the same time, that's also insane cardio mixed with willpower. I mean, she's – look, she's – a there, there was a legendary aspect in her performance here, but I don't even know what was what was more impressive. Was it her, or was it Wei Li showing us the unknown? Like which one was it? Boogie Woman turning back the clock and being that again, or was it the fact that Wei Li Zhang might even be better than we thought? I mean, take your pick. Like to me, that that's kind of just so open ended that it doesn't really matter because they both showed you everything that they had in this fight and. Whaley, just because it was more of an unknown factor where we didn't know how she would look when she had that kind of adversity, like she ate everything Joanna threw at her. Like, honestly, every big punch Joanna threw, she either took it and kept rolling or was able to avoid it. And to me, like, that's what you need as a champion, right? Like, that's what makes these girls so damn tough and, and last so long on the top. I, I mean, Whaley. Based on what you're saying, you would argue that Whaley probably loses her next fight. Just on the fact that she probably lost something in the ring physically. I mean, and, she's and, younger and, and she's 30 and she's had less amount of fights and, and all of her fights have ended early for the most part. Um, so, I, I, you know, we may not see that decline out of her for two, three, four more fights if this has the damage I, you kind of guess it does. But uh, long term, like, you know. I always act like one day in Vegas, I don't care who you are or what you're doing, Brandon, one day in Vegas must take off four days at the end of your life. Like, that must be the equal trade-off. I mean, you're screwed then. Yeah, yeah, certainly. Certainly. <laughs> um, all right, look, I'm going to say this. Do I have to bring in Prince Nassim? I can't find the button, all right? 
Um, really? I'm going to tell you right now, okay? It's not going to happen, but... uh, I'll find it. Hold on. Give me a second. Let's bring in Prince Nassim Ahmed. I know this sounds terrible. I think he should finish. No, that's that's too harsh. I think Yuani Young Jacek should finish. I think she should retire. And, wow. Um, there's nowhere else to go, Brandon. No, there's like there's that's it. So the fact that she doesn't have finishing power, I, I never thought I'd say this. Like, it's going to lead to her being in more wars, and maybe she might be a young person on the rise up, or she might put a win streak together. We're like, wow, she's kind of a quasi title contender again, but at the highest level. She doesn't have it anymore on that highest level, Brandon. And now I'm scared with the damage adding on. I think you just go. I, I'm i so surprised. I Wow. I mean, I said this before the fight that this would be like an, an interesting look at what happens if she loses this and loses this badly. But, I mean, to me, she looked like she's still at the elite level. It's just like, can she beat anybody at the elite level? You know, like Dude, this is Jose Aldo. There. This she is Jose Aldo three set. fights ago, right? This is basically what we went through with Aldo after the Holloway fights, right? Right. Like, man, this that's so tough. Like, are you trying to say I should finish? Where, where are you going with this? I get with, I get it, and and I understand, but to me, like, there's still business to do with her. Like, make the Rose fight, make the. Make another Claudia fight. <laughs> Dude, like, that would pop huge for another Claudia fight. You know that, regardless of any brain trauma. You know that, Brandon. I can't I'm believe we traded spots trauma. on this. Um, I know. I, I think this is this is one of those rare times where I think you got to just be like, it's only going downhill from here. So, um, I was great. I mean, look, she doesn't take like she only fights title fights. You know what I mean? And if you <laughs> and if you can't do it anymore against the two super elites of Rosen. Wei Li, which, by the way, is going to be a hell of a fight, Brandon, one day, okay? Um, go. I mean, I can't. I don't know her financial situation. You never, obviously, you, she's so good, she'd keep fighting. But Paul Felder was a similar thing, right? Where you're like, yeah, you can keep, you can win fights, but you got another career, just go. I mean, but Paul, no. Paul Felder can still fight at the elite level. I know, I'm, I'm saying it was, it's somewhat similar to that debate, though. I'm saying, remember when Paul Felder announced that he doesn't know if he wants to do it anymore. Right, I get that, but I don't know, man. I I think Ioana's still got a couple more fights before she realizes that it's over. Uh, Weili Zhang told me before the fight that uh, that experience didn't matter, the five-round experience, because Ioana uh, doesn't have the power to finish people. I mean, she's right. It's not We didn't know that, but... Uh, I thought Whaley's face was going to fall off, and to see her stand in there and endure was incredible. I give her, also, <laughs> as long of a break as possible after this. Don't rush her back. Don't cash in on any kind of like, well, we can get her in a Chinaman event if we do. No, give her the time, but at the same time, Brandon, the winner of Rose and Andrage against her is going to be great. And if it's Rose, that dude, that's a crazy fight. If Rose is still Rose... That's a crazy fight. Yeah. I, I don't think you can make a bad fight right now with Whaley. Like, all of them are going to be fun, no matter who it is. 
but not even like like okay, what Whaley the Whaley and Joanna lived up to some crazy expectations, and it was the the ten out of ten across the board on any level it could have been. Like they nailed it. Okay, it was great, but Rose and Whaley would be totally different. It'd be so much more strategic. I'm here for it. Dana said that he wants to take Whaley to at Madison Square Garden for her next fight. You know what? We give we give UFC crap a lot for <laughs> certain decision making, whatever. Um they're building the shit out of things. Like they're they're on fire. And this is a great time to have a, a Chinese champion and uh business wise they couldn't be doing any better. But they're 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 making a lot of right decisions lately. Whether it's uh on purpose, whether they get lucky, whether things mesh together, um I don't have much bad to say about him, Brandon. I mean, pay your well, fighters, pay your well, fighters, pay uh, your fighters. You know, drop face the pain as a theme song. A couple of little tweaks, but uh, outside of the main event tonight, the, everything else has been working out pretty well. Yeah, they're not going to go wrong there. Um, can you? Are you? Do you have any speech planned on now on your love of women's straw weights that you're going to agree with me that it's the greatest division in MMA history? I will not agree with you that it's the greatest division in, in MMA history. You are just bloated and old at this point. Yeah, I'm delirious right now. It's about, yeah, my flight, I think it takes off in a minute. I got to get out of here. Um, Brandon, quickly, uh, what was the, uh, this undercard was weird. Some some surprise, fun moments. Um, wasn't awful by any means. On paper, awful. Performance-wise, fun. What was the biggest subhead for you? It's got to be, it's got to be the, the guy. It's the guy. Do you know his name? I know his name, but I'm allowing you to answer the question. Oh, okay. Uh, Benil Dariush. Dish. Get the hell out of here. This is the right answer. Did the right answer Sugar Sean O'Malley. I mean, get the – come on. Really? Okay. Go ahead then, guy. No, go ahead. No, What's your Sugar no, Sean take? It's your show. You have a producer credit. Go for it. Whatever you want. <laughs> I mean, all right. Well, first of all, Benil Dariush absolutely destroying Dracar Close with that knockout punch was like the moment of the night for me when you see a mouthpiece almost fly out and get stuck in his jaw <laughs> as he's starry-eyed and hitting the canvas. Like, that was just a chef's kiss right there. Oh, you know? wow, wow, yes. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry. I told you I have just a weird dislike for Jakar Close, so to me that felt really good. But it looks like Midwest that, Brad Tavares, right? Kind, I mean, kind of, but he's also just kind of a jerk in every fight that he has where he's complaining to a referee. So, um, he's going to kick your ass when he hears that. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Um, but Benio, man, like just getting getting the, the backpack in the first round, try, fighting the entire time for that, that, uh, that rear naked, and then having no legs, clearly having no legs in the second. Jakar going for the knockout punch. Lands one of them and puts it, makes Benil woozy, and then Benil just basically on instinct going forward and just bombing him. That was awesome, man. That was like classic UFC moment right there. It was great. It was it was great. I mean, it happened right in front of me. It was insane. Um, yo, Sean O'Malley stole this, stole the thunder. Okay, he was dude. He, back after two years, the whole USADA thing, all that, but he looked like a freaking. 20 out of a 10 dude in there he looked spectacular your your numbers are so off because you're so tired <laughs> did i catch a niner in there yes yes, yes. <laughs> yeah i he looked the part jose quinones was supposed to be a tough ta a tough task for him and he made him look like nothing it's 
he looked like he hadn't been out of the ring for two years. He looked like he'd been training hard and his punches and everything were crisp. Let's just work on the hair, man. Let's let's just work on the Dude, hair. He's, there's some bad tats on that body, on that man's <laughs> body, right? But uh, he's a good dude. Uh, shout out! You know, you see that uh, Okamoto tweet about uh, Sugar Sean's charity as well. Yeah, that was nice. He's he's doing good things, man. Did you see the he video re- they did he with rolls him? Joints four kids. That's how that's how good that's how nice of a guy he is. What, Brandon? Did you, did you just. <laughs> Did you see the video he did for ESPN before the fight with his his him and his buddies in 1985 Volvo scooters? Dude, it was pretty, it was pretty white trash. Yeah, it was so <laughs> that's basically sums up Sean O'Malley's life. All right, uh, that's it for the undercard, right? I mean, you're not gonna don't 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 sit here and talk to me about uh, well, nothing else happened, all right? <laughs> Nothing else happened, BC. You right. were right. I gotta go There's, to sleep. I, I think more stuff happened in the crowd than happened on the undercard. Oh yes, thank you, thank you for remembering that. Um, the TV cameras didn't pick this up, right? As you wanted oh. was at the referee check station before the fight. Uh, major mayhem in the rich seats. You got extra news on this? Oh my god! I got. I have the. I have the actual information on what happened. Oh, I see security dragging Brian Ortega out and break it down. Come on, give give it to me. So, according to Ariel Hawani, Korean music artist Jay Park, who served as Korean Zombies translator during his recent appearance on the Ariel Hawani show, was slapped by Brian Ortega during tonight's event. A scuffle ensued and then was broken up immediately, and Ortega was then taken out of the um, arena or out of the seats anyway. That would make a lot of sense. That's that's pretty wild. Um, Green Zombie's getting wild. He's wilding out lately. That could be a hell of a fight. I def- still definitely want to see that one. All right, Brandon, we got to get out of here. Uh, shout out to all the listeners of the State of Combat. UFC 248 is in the books. A wild card indeed. We'll be back this week, of course. New shows in boxing, new shows in MMA to spin this card forward for Brandon Wise. It's your boy BC. Yow. New CBS Monday. NCIS is back. We need all hands on deck. So grab your gear. NCIS! And join our elite team. What are the charges? Murder. New cases to be solved. Double tap to the chest. Same caliber as the murder weapon. And new criminals to catch. That's the bomb maker. Where's the bomb? A new NCIS, Monday, 9, 8 central, on CBS and streaming on Paramount+.